But loving is not fixing you. Loving is not appeasing you. Love is not trying to meet your expectations. Love is keeping my eyes on Jesus and loving you in the meantime. Yeah. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are back. We are now calling this our Messy Conversation Series. (laughs) (laughs) We did not plan that, but that's what it's become. (laughs) So we have talked about it's okay to be mad. It's okay to question authority. And this week we are tackling it's okay to stop appeasing. So we did something fun and asked you the confession question on our Facebook page. We ask, what's the difference between pursuing peace and appeasement? So, Suze, what did our people have to say? So much. <laughs> they had so much to say. Heather Hetchler, who's actually been a guest yes. on a previous podcast, said, finding peace is honoring how it impacts you and knowing what you can and can't control. But appeasing is putting on a smile and watching your words and actions falsely thinking you can control the situation and not honoring how it impacts you. So that's one. Esther Panabaker said, appeasing a situation seems to always have elements of distrust, sucking it up, negativity, and rumblings under the surface. Finding peace as character building qualities of trusting in what I don't see. And then Tammy Smith said, and this will be the last one, Appeasing a situation means seeking peace with others, often at a cost to your own personal peace. It's relationally outwardly focused. Appeasement often results in a lack of peace for the one doing the appeasing. But finding peace in a situation focuses internally. It comes from a place of protecting your own heart and forcing healthy boundaries and deep trust in the Lord. Some wise women in our group. Thank y'all for sharing with us. Yeah, so I, I'm going to ask the question for, for all of us, um, and for those of you listening, we'd love to hear from you too. What's the difference between pursuing peace and appeasement? Personally, is there a story that you can share? I can't really think of a story, but I feel like I've been the queen of appeasing for a big part of my life that, yeah. you know, it was easier for me to lay down or to stay quiet. Then to rock the boat, like it was easier for me to make the adjustments, which now looking back, that was extremely harmful, you know, and I just thought that that was my place. So I think the difference between pursuing peace is saying no matter what, what the outcome is, no matter how like people respond to this, like I'm pursuing peace and I'm going to be okay internally. Like me and Jesus, we're going to be okay, even if there's still chaos, even if there's still unresolved conflict, whatever that is. But I think appeasement to me is laying down and playing safe and, you know, not speaking up for myself or others because I want to run from conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Appeasement for me is putting it under the rug. So for me, it's silence. And Whatever turmoil is going on on the inside, I just keep putting it under the rug. Um, when I was growing up, and, and I, when I share these stories, and I've said this before, and I always want to say this, 
I've got to watch my mom and dad just miraculously um, heal, and it's been beautiful. My family, God has done miracle after miracle in. But that's not where we were when we were growing up. And there was so much conflict, and it was so unhealthy, that from a really young age, I learned that if I was quiet, if I was really, really quiet, like I didn't make a move, I didn't say a word, that I might not get pulled into the fray. And sadly, I carried that into young adulthood as well. And I thought that all conflict was always bad. So my form of appeasement was just to shut down, leave the room, not say anything. The problem with that is those feelings didn't go anywhere. I just kept pushing them deeper and deeper. And I promise you, those things come out at some point, usually at someone innocent. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn that pursuing peace for me was learning a healthy way to work through conflict and not leave the room. Yeah, that is good. I think for me, appeasement, I think of pleasing people, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to make them happy. And I think that usually comes from a place of fear, right? This person's going to be mad at me or something negative is going to sure. happen. And so I, that's one way to check in and say, okay, am I afraid? Like, what am I afraid of right now? And then pursuing peace, I think is, I can feel it, right? Can y'all mm-hmm. feel it? Like when everything's sort oh, of whole inside. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Mark and I were talking about this the other day. And I said, one big way I know is if I'm feeling resentment Yeah. So I've made a commitment that I will not say yes to things that will cause me to feel resentment. Yeah. Even if I am capable of doing them. Like, yeah, if I'm like, okay, I'm about to say yes, but I don't really want to blah, blah, blah. Then I make myself pause and be like, all right, then I'm probably trying to appease someone. What choice can I make that will pursue peace? Which often looks like a middle ground, like saying, okay, you ask me to do all the way to a hundred. I can do to 50, you know? So it's not saying I'm not doing that at all. It's figuring out, okay, how can we make this work for everybody? So I feel like I'm very much still in process with this, but I've been thinking about that lately. Aren't we all though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't this a lifetime process trying to figure all this out? Yeah. You know, my, one of my favorite shows will always be, this is us. It was so hard when we had the last episode, but well, I think one of the most beautiful things about this show was it showed how being grown, growing up, how those experiences really were woven throughout your life, and which is beautiful, but also sometimes hard. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think about sometimes for me is that I'm carrying this baggage with me wherever I go. And in it are my current experiences, my current confidence, But for a long time, it was also the stuff from the past, some of it good, some of it not. And there's been times I've had to stop because this this is called it's okay to stop appeasing. And I had to ask myself, is silence really the best response in this? And why am I silent? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I'm silent because I look in that baggage and silence meant safety. Well, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. I'm safe in this relationship. 
Yeah. I don't have to be silent. And so what's a healthy way to express how I'm feeling and work through this toward peace in this situation? It's so good. I think that, um, you know, like what Holly was saying about appeasing, being people pleasing, I felt like appeasing others was what I was supposed to do, that that was the right thing to do. I truly believed that with all my heart, that if I was being godly or a good girl, you know, um, (laughs) that I would be peaceful and be appeasing even at the risk of discomfort or harm to myself. I thought that that was the right thing to do. And I think now, you know, unraveling that it it did come. The root was fear. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, Jennifer. I was thinking that, that we, it's easy to get mixed up between pleasing people and love, appeasement yeah. and love, that that's what it looks like, the love. Then I'm thinking God deeply loves us and he certainly does not appease us. No. <laughs> you know, like, so how, Suze, I feel like you're, you're good at this. Like unravel that for us. How do we know the difference between pleasing people and loving people? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a deep question. You know, at, for me, I always go back to the life of Jesus and I watch him. And there were times that he would have a crowd in front of him and that crowd would have all manners of people in it. But there were some who wanted him to appease them. Answer my question the way I want you to answer it. Or be king. Be king. Be what I think you should be. And Jesus would just simply state who he was and what his mission was. And then he would keep going. And I thought that was so stinking powerful yeah. because he loved them. He absolutely, yeah. he loves the world, but he didn't make his mission trying to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. Or meet their expectations. Or meet their expectations. Instead, he kept his eyes firmly on the mission, which was to mend broken hearts, to bring a voice to the oppressed, to set yeah. people free, to bring, you know, Good news to the impoverished in spirit. He kept his eyes firmly on what God had called him to do, and he kept going. So Mm -hmm. I think we ask ourselves this question, you know, do I think that loving is me staying here long enough to meet your expectations? Or is loving to allow you and God to work that out as I keep my eyes on God and I keep going? And I do love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But loving is not fixing you. Loving is not appeasing you. Love is not trying to meet your expectations. Love is keeping my eyes on Jesus and loving you in the meantime. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that expectation piece is so helpful that yeah. you can love people well without meeting their expectations. Mm. That feels slightly <laughs> scandalous. Oh my goodness. You, I love you guys so much. So, so much. <laughs> I do. I love you so much. And, and, and I do because. You're not afraid. We're not afraid. You know, Kara's sitting here just, she she just engaged. You don't hear her, but she's engaging in the conversation. Yeah. She's, she's all in. But what I love is that we're able to say something like, this is really hard and this is a pattern that I was taught was good, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid to unpack it. And if need be, mm-hmm. take it out of the baggage and say, this is not mine to carry. I mean, right. that's so stinking powerful. Yeah. yeah. 
It really is. I had this conversation and and I've said this a few times and it's really like resonated with me that whether I was enough or not enough, that I was okay because that was enough for me. Like however I was feeling in that moment where I showed up big and capable and, you know, just jumped in or where I pulled back and needed to just have some quiet time or that alone time that, you know, whatever state I was in, that that was enough, even when I wasn't, because I'm good with me. I have peace in my heart about who I am and how I'm, you know, working out my salvation, like everybody else with fear and trembling. And just, you know, that I didn't have to fit a certain mold or, you know, show up big every time Yeah, that, you know, that it was, I could be safe in you know, whatever way I needed to show up. Yeah. Well, and I just want to say that sometimes we need, we we, are, we have the Holy Spirit who's our counselor and our helper. And when we ask, he'll give us wisdom. He'll help us unpack that. And sometimes that also leads us to sit in front of a godly counselor, a godly mm-hmm. licensed counselor who helps you unpack those things, who helps you define the difference between appeasing and finding peace so that you do it in a constructive, helpful way. Yeah, because yeah. there are people who, if you break this behavior, the person who's standing in front of you, you're, you're afraid for a reason. Mm-hmm. So having the help we need to have the tools we need to do this in a healthy way, yeah. I think is really important to you. Yeah. yeah. And our last episode was about dominance versus Jesus leadership. Yeah. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. Yeah. But in this conversation, I'm thinking in a dominance-based system, love is meeting expectations. Yeah. Like that's where that comes from, right? right. Like yeah. it's from a broken it's, we've been mindset. That that, we've been taught. Yeah. So that's even helpful to me to be like, okay, if I'm thinking in that way, then somehow I have drifted back into that sort of dominance framework that yeah. isn't helpful that we talked about. Jesus actually came to set us free from. He did. Yeah. That instead it's about empathy and connection and love and humility. And like you said, living in obedience in a way that's that serves others well, but doesn't make us a servant. Yeah. You know, so that's a good lookout, I think, for me. Yeah. And us. Yeah. So, And it's given ourselves grace to you guys because this is a process. We're, we're learning. You've come so far. I just need you to hear that. You've grown so much. <laughs> you know, God has done such incredible miracles in you and he'll continue those miracles. That's his word and that's his promise. Um, Jennifer, you have a resource for us. What is that? Yes, I have a blog post called The Box You Don't Belong In. And for me, my box, and I think for a lot of women, our box has been appeasement. And so um, I think that that'll really help you. I just talked to the the things about, you know, how we don't have to fit in the box, that there's a difference between pursuing peace or, you know, speaking out or staying silent, that there's a way to just be fully who we are, of course, in check with the Holy Spirit and like, you know, surrendering to Him in a way that um, we're fully present in our lives. Yeah. And we'll share a link to that in our Facebook group, More Than Small Talk. 
And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.